You have tuned in to the Lee Brothers radio program. Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee Brothers. Can this be right? I mean, can it be right? 40% of babies born in America are from unmarried mothers? How can that be good for us? I don't think it is. The View. That stupid show on TV? Yeah, The View says Justice Clarence Thomas, he isn't black. At least not black enough. And Governor Yunkin. This guy's the real deal. I'm talking about parents first, an amazing prayer, and now tax cuts. That's next. Virginia citizens and American patriots. Radio. As the founding fathers intended, we are the Lee brothers. My name is Scott Lee. Richard Lee is my co-host, and he's my brother, and he's not feeling well, and he's not here. He is uh, he was pretty pretty put down today. He's uh, got some... Uh, some issues with his heart, believe it or not, and he will get through it. And uh, I'm just, I'm, pe- I'm kind of sitting on the edge of my seat here, uh, ready to get an update on where he is and how he's doing. So we cover your prayers for Richard, as you know, and as you listen to the Lee Brothers for, well, since 2002 here uh, outside the capital, the Commonwealth, and most recently here on Mojo50.com, Mojo50.com. Richard's had uh, some health issues, struggling. The man is the most incredible. Uh, epitome of um, of positive enlightenment you'll ever want to meet. Now, me, on the other hand, I'm the opposite of that. If I was where Richard, I'd, you'd complain the entire time. Sucks. Miserable. Horrible. This is the worst thing. I can't wait in line at Chick-fil-A without thinking that's the most miserable, horrible thing. <laughs> you know? And Richard is uh, the epitome of the opposite of me, which is actually a good thing. And that's why most people are upset that he's not on with us right now. He'll be back next week. Cover your prayers. You can send him an email, richard at theleebrothers.com, richard at theleebrothers.com. I know he'll be glad to hear from you. All right, coming up in the program, uh, 2,100 bills in the General Assembly. You believe that? That's how many of either passed the House or Senate. They're crossing over. We're going to talk about some of those. One is a dog ownership background check. Well, I mean, you don't need – no, no, I don't think you do. I don't think you need a background for kids. You think you can have a kid. But if you're going to get a dog, you need a background check. Make sure you're not some – it's unbelievable what, what showed up in the General Assembly this year. Crossover's coming up. We'll talk about that. The, the mask mandate is over here in Virginia, and there's some students who are protesting. Yeah, they're protesting all over the country because they want government to mandate it for everybody. Isn't it interesting how students have changed their – it used to be they – didn't they used to, in the years of go, have rallies and protests for more freedom? Now they want less. Government must do something now. This is the new, the new model. Unfortunately, it's in the United States of America. It's just a lack of education is all it is. It's all it is. You have no idea what it took to give us the greatest country on the planet, and you're willing to trash it and destroy it under the guides of some fake fear, which I believe at this point is an irrational fear, and uh, to give up liberty 
for any kind of sake of some fake utopia security. It's amazing to me that those who came here from other countries and became citizens are more knowledgeable of the freedoms that we're letting slip through our hands and those who were born here and have, by the way, an elite universities and an elite planet, I mean, an elite uh, place on the planet and have the, the nerve to argue and complain that they want more government. I, for one, will gladly listen to a new citizen of America who came from, say, Cuba or some other place and has a passion and love for the freedoms that we have and aren't willing to just give it up because something didn't go right. Someone might lose their job, Scott. Someone might be fired. Someone may not have everything they need. Most people call that freedom. Others say, I want the fake utopia that a Tim Kaine can promise me. Anyway, we'll get to that coming up in the next hour. But first, he's the real deal. No, he, I, I have met a tremendous amount of politicians, and I usually despise them all. Even good friends of mine who ran, and and you, you look and you go, hey, these this guy's a good guy, and they get there and they they're still. It turned out some of them quit because they couldn't do it. It was just ridiculous. Others are still there that I admire, but I am, I am finding out that Glenn Youngkin, the new governor of Virginia, this guy, this guy could be, he could be spectacular, and I'm not. I'm the, the reason I think so is there's this thing called humility that I truly believe Glenn Youngkin has. I remember George Washington was in the room when they were voting who was going to be the commander-in-chief of the, uh, of the Continental Army, and, and he was so humble that he didn't want to be seen as even wanting it, and he ran out of the room. And one of the, the uh, uh, ambassadors of France would say to him, it's almost, he's almost so humble it's at a fault. I don't know that that's Glenn Youngkin, but I've warmed up to him because of his humility. I was at an event this week where the Washington Post was there and took a picture in the room. I'm in the picture, by the way. You can find it at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Go there. You'll see this uh, Washington Post article. I'm in that. I'm also in the – was also standing next to him during the TV, WIRC TV from Richmond came in, and it was video. But that's not why I'm telling you this story. I'm telling you this story because Glenn Youngkin doesn't – ever come across as the governor of Virginia. He just does, doesn't he? He walks in, he seems like the most normal, inconspicuous, normal human being you've ever met in your life. There's not an, an arrogant bone in this man's body. The way he speaks uh, isn't arrogant, but wanting to really listen. But, but even more than that, I'm amazed. This guy shows up at Brock's Barbecue. So we, it's, it's a barbecue place. It's loaded with a bunch of people. It's packed. It's limited. You can only get in with certain tickets. And uh, the governor gives his speech, and this is the governor of Virginia. At the end of his speech, he says, I don't know that you've eaten yet, but I think we ought to pray for our food. I have never, now this is the governor, he's getting ready to pray for the food that people, are, this is the governor, this isn't like some guy that walks in, this isn't the pastor he's turned the microphone over to. This is the governor who's willing. And by the way, he did this at his inauguration for the first time I've ever seen, brought everyone down in front, held hands, and prayed for the Commonwealth. Here's what his prayer looked like this week at Brock's Barbecue. Here's what it sounded like, by the way. The many gifts that we have, but particularly this time to be together. We thank you for placing us in a position to walk a path you place in front of us. Hopefully speak words that you've placed in our heart. 
Father, we ask you to continue to protect the Commonwealth of Virginia, protect our country, rid us from rid us from this uh, COVID-19 virus, Father. Most importantly, Father, we ask you to, to today to bless this food that we are about to eat. Bless the hands that prepared it. Bless it to our bodies so we can do your will. And in my faith, I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. That is impressive. No one asked him to do it. Only a man whose heart is naturally regenerate and real and humble would ever be able to just pray for food like that. That's the governor of Virginia. That's why I think he's the real deal. I'm impressed by him. Now, he came into the, uh, to Brock's Barbecue and gave a big speech about what's going to change. He said, yesterday we stood up for parents. Today we're cutting taxes. Unbelievable. You never hear that stuff from uh, Terry McAuliffe or Ralph Northam. Yes, he's going to try to cut taxes. He, he promised everyone in the room a $1,500 tax cut that you could spend any way you want because that's what, what happens. But it turns out in Virginia, we have a massive surplus, huge, big, nasty surplus. I mean, billions. When you get a billion-dollar surplus, it's naturally your money. You do understand that, right? I, I hope people understand that. This exact quote from Yunkin, by the way, it's your money. It's there because you're being overtaxed. That's exactly what it is. If the government has a, uh, a surplus, it's because they've taxed too much. And finally, we have a guy in the governor's mansion who's thinking, well, that's not our money. And he said this like a dozen times during this speech. It's not our money. It's not my money. It's not the government's money. Government doesn't have money. It doesn't first take from somebody. And so the governor says, we're going to implement some tax, uh, in, uh, tax cuts because we have a 2.3, soon to be $3 billion surplus. And he's also going to spend money. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, well, you know, not everyone is me. I mean, Scott Lee would not only cut taxes to the level to get it back to a baseline, I would also begin cutting government. Now, he wants to spend more on a couple things, law enforcement, education, behavioral health sciences, which is fine. Those seem to me to be the priority core of what government should spend money on. But if I was Glenn Youngkin, I would also give him a list of 1,700 things I'm going to cut. He did talk about during the lunch that he was has a plan to cut regulation and the burdensome uh, chores that it, it takes to start a business in Virginia. I like Glenn Youngkin. I think what he's doing here in Virginia, I would, I would ask that if you're listening to Mojo 5 no, no matter where you are in the country, that you look at this guy, watch what he does. I think you'll be impressed. Unfortunately, it turns out he's a racist. Well, he sent a racist tweet. Well, he really didn't send a racist tweet. He sent a racist text message. Oh, no. Well, it really wasn't a racist text message. It was congratulating a um, black state senator for a speech on uh, the month of February, which is Black History Month. It turns out he sent it to the wrong person. And that turned out to be racist. I can't wait to share with you in 60 seconds. The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. The Radio Revolution. Mojo Five O. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. 
Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. There should only be one government mandate. A weekly dose of the Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. Dun, 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 dun. Whip it! The Lee Brothers outside the capital of the Commonwealth. Glad you're with us. Appreciate you tuning in at Mojo50.com. Mojo50.com. Richard Lee is sick. He's not here this week. I trust that you will uh, send him an email, Richard at the Leebrothers.com. Richard at the Leebrothers.com. We have um we have an interesting environment we're living in. I had a friend of mine send me a uh, a picture of a poster he took somewhere. I can't remember where it was, but it, the poster simply read, if you take black ants and fire ants and put them in a jar, they will live peacefully together. If you pick up the jar and shake it uncontrollably and set it down they will kill themselves and each other who is shaking the jar essentially that's just a snapshot into race relations in our country everywhere you live you are living peacefully among a huge multicultural country that has this view of freedom and liberty in america then comes along two things, politicians and the media, and they shake the jar. We got to stop letting them shake the jar. Glenn Youngkin, I think, is an amazing human being. You heard a little bit of my uh, talk before the break. So this is Black History Month. On the floor of the Senate, Louise Lucas stood up and she gave a speech. And it was a great speech on black history. So Glenn Youngkin picked up his phone and sent Luis Lucas a text message congratulating her for the speech, marking the month. The only problem was Lucas did not give the speech. Mammy Locke, Senator Locke from Hampton, actually delivered the speech. Okay. So he texted the wrong person. Oh, it's not that simple, Scott Lee. Oh, you Lee brothers, you don't even see it, do you? You're blinded because you're a white man. No, I don't get it. What happened? Well, this uh, Lucas, Luis Lucas, which by, might be one of the worst human beings on the planet, uh, only going by her attempt to stop police from uh, t- uh, terrorists ripping down a statue in Portsmouth, but there's other issues. But anyway, she said, I want to thank the governor for his text message this week. Congratulations me on my excellent speech on Black History Month. I appreciate the effort, but the speech was actually given by Senator Locke. 
Then she goes on to say, study the photos and you will get this soon. To the governor, which, by the way, it was a private text. It wasn't even announced to anyone. He sent this text to her. Congratulations on the speech. She could have said, hey, it was the wrong person. Why don't you text uh, uh, Mammy Locke? Instead, Lucas goes, I'm going to see if I can embarrass the governor, and did so. She has 12,000 people on her Twitter feed who she sent that to. Youngkin goes, oh, oh, gosh, I... I guess I messed up. So he said, quote, I had the floor speeches on while doing some, too many things in the office, and I made a mistake, and I apologized to Senator Lucas right away. Wait, wait. Apologize to Senator Lucas? Well, Locke gave the speech. Why would you apologize to Lucas? Was she offended? Was she hurt by it? This is incredible. Oh, no, that's just the beginning. Right, because now Yunkin is just, oh, look, he's so bad. He doesn't, he can't even recognize two black senators. Really? Oh, no, that's a, like, just, you haven't heard anything. In fact, uh, Shapiro, Jeff Shapiro is one of our writers here in Richmond. and says, Yunkin's response came across as white fragility. That is the discomfort white people show when they're confronted by racial inequalities or inequities as it, as it is. Really? This is a racial inequity? What's a racial inequity? That Yunkin tweeted the wrong person? Man, if you're looking for something, I guess you can find it anywhere. Why can't we see the goodness of Yunkin trying to say great speech? No, not acceptable. He texted the wrong black woman. Delegate Larish Arid, I don't know who that guy is, but he said, quote, I wish I could say this was rare. What was rare? That Yunkin texts the wrong person? Does that happen a lot? Is this going on all the time? You got governors across the country texting the wrong person who gave the speech? I guess that has happened from time to time, but what do you mean you wish you could say it was rare? What kind of offense did our governor do that I'm missing here? Donald McKeachin, our uh, congressman in the 4th District, responded to Lucas's tweet by simply saying, quote, not ready. Oh, I guess the governor's not ready to be governor because he text the wrong person. Ari Duncan, who was the education secretary under Barack Obama, tweeted, maybe a few courses in critical race theory might be beneficial to the governor. What a, what a jerk. Uh, critical race theory is, is saying that, you know, whites are the problem. I, I guess Ari Duncan is just a racist himself to some level. Is anyone else offended by this? I, I kind of miss the, the offense here. You think Yunkin is a racist because he tweeted, he texted the wrong senator? How many black state senators do we have? I think there might be only two. Maybe there's three or four. I don't know. But why is it such a travesty, an affront to people, that Yunkin glanced at the TV, heard the speech, and goes, hey, I'm going to text it over to her. Up to Lucas, sends it, and it's the wrong person. Okay, so what? So he sends it back over to, 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 to Senator Locke? We're supposed to be offended by this? Jeff Bourne, delegate, black Democrat from Richmond, here we go, was overwhelmed, or I'm sorry, underwhelmed by Yunkin's apology. Listen to this. This is a blow your mind. Here's that quote. He plays into the old stereotype that all black people look alike. I know it. You know it. He knows it, unquote. Ah, that's what this is about. It's a stereotype that Yunkin had. They all look the same. It doesn't matter. 
Man, it is amazing how you can turn a good gesture into some form of racism by Yunkin. The problem isn't Yunkin. The problem are these people. The problem is people like Jeff Bourne, who actually thinks it's somehow a racist thing to do. You think in the heart of Yunkin, he goes, they all look the same anyway. You're, you think that's what's in Yunkin's heart? What is wrong with you? You're shaking the bottle. You're shaking it up just to get people upset over nothing. Yunkin tried to do the right thing. It's a disgusting position to be in, isn't it? For you to look at something that Yunkin did and then turn it into something bad. No wonder we have political hacks, might I say political race baiters, looking to gain a point or make a point when someone makes a simple mistake. Is Yunkin a racist? Far from it. Yunkin was trying to do something right. And who turned it against him? You be the judge. In 60 seconds, the most amazing clip that kind of, kind of solidifies this from a parent in North Carolina. That in 60 seconds. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. High capacity, fully automatic, large caliber, freedom. Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl, B-O-W-L.com. And tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Scott and Richard Lee, using the men's room their entire lives. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. So, um... I got to share this with you quickly. This is a speech from North Carolina at a school board. It's just unbelievable. It's almost like the ACDC playing in the background as he does it. Uh, this is exactly what I'm talking about. You have certain people in, uh, who are looking to stir it up. This parent gives the most amazing speech ever. I'm biracial. I'm bilingual. I'm multicultural. The fact is, in America, in North Carolina, I can do anything I want, and I teach that to my children. And the person who tells my little pecan color kids that they're somehow oppressed based on the color of their skin would be absolutely wrong and absolutely at war with me. And I think that's the same for every parent. What the mask showed us is that the parents, the most powerful group of people in our country, that they're taking back the wheel. Now, obviously, we had to take the wheel back for the mask, but we're taking the wheel back from Washington all the way to Raleigh and into our local school board because CRT, all of that, the parents don't want it. It's a big fat lie. There's not one if there if you believe in CRT, I want to tell you you're a liar because that means you look at your black neighbor and say that they're oppressed and you look at your white neighbor and say that they're evil, regardless of the experience that you've had with them. 
And we're not going to do that. The parents in the United States of America, right here in North Carolina and Cabarrus County, we know that's not true because we believe the lives we live. The fact is, I've been a business owner right here in North Carolina, and I deal with white people, black people, Hispanic people. My children deal with everybody. And the racism is only happening at the government level and on the media. Exactly. The fact is, you have racists, and there's like, you can't even find them hardly. Exactly. You just hear the stories about them. I have an eight-year-old daughter who is absolutely dynamic, who can do anything athletically, intellectually, spiritually, and emotionally. She mm. is a dynamo. And I don't want a man swimming against her in the pool. The fact is, I don't want her playing against boys in soccer. I don't even let my sons rough her up. Do you think I'm going to let your son rough her up? Awesome. This is what we're talking about. Policy going back to the parents. Because if you think people who love America are willing to fight for it, you haven't met parents yet. Because I'm telling you, parents will go further down any street than anyone who loves their country alone. Is that not one of the best? One of the best speeches you will ever hear on that. And he's exactly right. And he's exactly what I said. Remember, racism exists in poo places. It doesn't even exist in anyone's life. They're living it every day. And this parent gets up and says, this critical race theory is garbage. It is absolutely garbage what is happening inside politics and the media. Stop. Just stop. Live your life and you'll see racism is not in America. It's someplace in the minds of the politicians who I just read you that attacked Yunkin. Sick. It's a sick disease. I don't know how to fix it. All right, coming up. The View, they're sick. They trashed um, Clarence Thomas. He's not black enough. Can't wait to share with you that is next. Check us out at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com, and mojo50.com. Lee Brothers, next. The most powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo 50. Mojo50.com. We built this city. Mm-hmm. On the Constitution, Washington. We built this city on rock and roll. Just after the bottom of the hour, outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia. <laughs> the Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left. Sometimes my far left is Richard Lee. He is uh, sick, not here today. We cover your prayers for him. He will return. He's Superman or Batman. He actually has a Batman, complete Batman everything. Utility belt, the whole bit. He looks phenomenal in it. But Richard Lee's not here. He'll be back here next week. Hey, check us out at mojo50.com, mojo50.com. There you'll click on the Lee Brothers, takes you to our page. you see a picture of the Washington Post. We're in it. Sitting over there watching Glenn Youngkin uh, this week at a local barbecue place, which is kind of interesting. The Washington Post was there. I wish I'd have known that. I tried to make some kind of statement or stunt. An amazing speech by a school board member, all at the LeeBrothers.com. We just played it for you. It is, it is absolutely spectacular. This is where uh, the elites need to be very worried. You, you, the, you who have enjoyed the power of government to suppress parents to think that you're, these kids are yours when they hit the door of the public indoctrination centers we call public schools, you're dead wrong. 
you're, you are in for a huge awakening and it's about time and I'm grateful for it. Uh, I, I, hopefully we'll get to the story here in a second. Fairfax County Lib- Library, one of their schools, put a sign up around these books that said, these are the books your parents don't want you to read. What is wrong with these people? We'll talk about that. Uh, hopefully we can get to it. Uh, but check us out at LeeBrothers.com for that. And um, it's weird video about, the, did you see, the, did you hear about this? These blackbirds were flying in midair and they just, like a hundred of them in midair just died and fell to the ground. And nobody knows what the story is. You can see that at the LeeBrothers.com. See the video. It's, it's, it's really freaky. I mean, all it does is it fits into what's happening everywhere. I mean, there's things that are just weird. And now we got out birds just falling out of the air, dying. All that at the LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. This, uh, we were talking in the last uh, segment about the, the, where racism lives. It lives in two places. It lives in the idea, eyes of politics because it helps some people get elected when you stir people to hate each other identity politics, and it's in media. Media loves it, too. Oh, they talk about it all the time. It, it's, but it's the highest levels of government. So I want you to imagine, if possible, the alphabet soup of agencies that our federal government has and control of your life, from the EPA to OSHA to the FCC, which controls freedom of speech, controls the things that you hear, and, and begins to limit that. Imagine if they thought every white person was racist or every Republican is racist, and they could control what people hear based upon that. I mean, if their media presupposition is that white people suck, then they're going to implement the policies at the federal level that can squash can, anything. This is Senator Sullivan at a FCC confirmation hearing of Gigi Sowen. Sowen is a commissioner's nominee for the FCC. Listen to this. I don't even know where to begin here. I, I, I too, am very disturbed. We had a discussion last hearing, Ms. Son, on your tweets. Um, and, and look, this, we're not nominating you for any normal assistant secretary. You're, the FC, you're going to be an FCC commissioner, enormous power. What's his name? Uh, particularly as it relates to free speech, particularly as it, it actually re- relates to liberty in our country. And I think Senator Scott raises some really important points, which is I don't see how you can be unbiased. Um, Fox News is state-sponsored media, propaganda. Republicans know the only way they can win an election is to suppress the vote. These are yours. Uh, here's a retweet. Your raggedy white supremacist president and his cowardly enablers would rather kill everybody than stop killing black people. That's a retweet. Wow. Damn. That's, that's way out there, right? I mean, do you think most Republicans are racist and white supremacists? Absolutely not, Senator okay, that's Sullivan. That's not of what you're reading. No, retweet. I don't. I, I, I'm I not familiar with that tweet, but I'm happy to look at it. Remember, how do you happy to look at How do you not this is the thing about tweeting. You just don't retweet something like that unless you would believe it entirely. What would be your excuse for that? Are you suggesting the senator's lying, just made it up, just pulled out a retweet from your account and said, ah, oh, this is a lie. I'll see if I can get her. It's documented and obvious. You are a hateful person. You're going to look it up. I don't remember that tweet. She goes on to say, I, spend, I send thousands of tweets. I could send, really? 
You don't think you have any responsibility for the things that you tweet or retweet? Retweeting that one? I do not. I've, okay. I've tweeted probably 10, over 10,000 times, so I don't remember. Look, I think the average American, whether you're a Republican or Democrat, is tired of this. Right? I'm kidding. The number of Biden nominees who come out here and have tweeted about Republicans being white supremacists and racists, it seems like that's how you get nominated <laughs> in this administration. No kidding. You're one of them. We've had a bunch here. People are just tired of it. You know, I raised issues with the comptroller of the currency. She was socialist views. A lot of Republicans had issues with her. Democrats, too. They pulled her nom. You know what she said when she was asked about Republican criticism of her views? Quote, they're racist. People are just tired of this. This is disgusting. Oh, there's racist, all right. It's a pre-qualification, a prerequisite to be in the Biden administration. That was phenomenal. That's exactly right. Who are these people? By the way, it does, it's just not in the FCC. It's in every single federal agency, which is why the founders knew that a government too big could really be a threat to liberty. As you heard Senator Sullivan say in the beginning, this is a, this is a big job. You control a lot of freedom for America, and yet you just, in your own words, hate them. But it's not just there. It's also in the judiciary. The Supreme Court. Sotomayor, Justice Sotomayor said this week that Thomas, uh, Clarence Thomas's rulings are, uh, whose rulings often resemble the thinking of white conservatives, unquote. What's a white thought? I mean, she says white conservatives, but just take the word white off and it's conservatives. I, we know what a conservative thought is, but what's a white conservative thought? And Justice Thomas is simply ruling on the constitutionality of things. Are there white constitutional issues and black constitutional issues? What, what, is that, what does that mean? Well, you want clarity? Or do you want to get mad? The view got involved on this. Remember, we have a Supreme Court pick coming up. Biden gets to pick one. He's going to pick a black woman. That's, he's already said that, which, is, by the way, is, is, in my opinion, it is discriminatory and wrong. Here is the views. Listen to Whoopi Goldberg, all the rest of these complete clowns. Try to make the case for skin color. Skin color. In the 233 years that we've had 115 Supreme Court justices, 111 of them have been white. Well, thanks for looking and thanks for counting. And by the way, what does that even freaking mean? I mean, what does it mean? You mean to tell me that a white Supreme Court justice, who, by the way, has ruled multiple times for the cause of freedom and liberty and voting rights and all those things, can't make a decision? I mean, they have to have the right skin color, Whoopi? Who's the racist here? Including three women (laughs) who have have been white. Now, the first black person on the Supreme Court was 1967, (laughs) Thurgood Marshall. Okay, so... I wouldn't say that it was, you know, anything but time. It's not exactly overkill. It's not, you know, it's not like we've been there and just lingering like bad farts. I mean, it's what? like... She's know. a disgusting human. You hear what she said? Bad farts? She is... What, what is wrong with these people? We've been there and just lingering like bad farts. I mean, it's like, you know, it's time for us to be there. It's time for us to be there? What does that even mean? What do you mean, Us? It's time for us to be there. So what do you think is going to change? I would love to talk to Whoopi Goldberg. What do you think is going to change if you had a black woman 
Supreme Court justice. What freedom will be different because of the color of their skin? It's, it's a really radical, insane position. Most people just miss it, but if you're watching The View, I feel bad for you. I watch it because, well, this one was sent to me, so I, I don't ever watch the show. <laughs> You know, it's time for us to be there. Considering the uneven kind of uh, court we have right now, it's so important that this uneven. is happening on a, in a time where we can get another liberal. And, of course, the representation more than anything. You pointed it out, oh, first black woman. More than anything, representation. You know what? I would be perfectly fine for a strict constitutionalist that is LGBT, glad, uh, transgender black person. I, I don't care. If they're a strict constitutionalist, I don't have any prerequisite on the color of someone's skin. It's unbelievable, these people. This is how, and what do you think of the consequences of this thought? I mean, ongoing, as you begin to think, the color of skin is everything. And, and more, even they admit it, and more, diversity is important. There's only been two black men in oh. it. it that those numbers are a little shocking. What doesn't really represent the black community? What was that? Clarence Thomas doesn't what? And, and it, it, that those numbers are a little shocking. And what so doesn't really represent the black community? Why doesn't he? Clarence Thomas doesn't represent the black community. I would hope not. I would hope that Clarence Thomas represents the Constitution in America. I would hope that a Supreme Court justice doesn't represent a skin color. On any side, I would hope Sotomayor doesn't represent Latina as a Supreme Court. What does that even mean? These people are so illogical, it's scary. And there's an audience cheering it. We ought to be very fearful of someone who thinks this way. Oh, no, no, Clarence. No. 111 years. Yeah. We're way past affirmative action. You know, yeah. you, know, yeah. you could way make past. a case that, that somebody like Amy Coney Barrett uh, was put in there Listen to this. because she's a white woman yeah. who they say, well, she'll go against abortion rights, and she's a woman. So that was deliberate, I think. Clarence Thomas, a, a black guy, a black man, a justice, okay, I'll give it to him. Oh, He's a nice smart guy. But he is to the right of Attila the Hun, this guy, and they put him him in there thinking, oh, a black man will go against voting rights, and which I, is what he does. And it was a what? terrible... And it's a very tricky business they're pulling over there when you... So, Clarence Thomas is against voting rights. <laughs> I tell you, I, uh, give, me the, give me the case. Give me the ruling. Give me his writings on it. Tell me how he's against voting rights for black people. That these people are considered the smart ones. No, I'm, I'm, well, at least they think they are. <laughs> on the few going, spouting all this stuff, there's no one there to even say anything. It is absolute a travesty listening to this. It's actually painful because this is what the elite is. This is who they are. And by the way, these people are in charge in Washington. It's not like there's on the view anymore. We can laugh and mock at them. They're actually politicians. I played some of them for you in Virginia and in D.C. And one of them is a Supreme Court nominee, Sotomayor. All right, coming up, uh, more clips on this. There's one New York mayor. The New York mayor is uh, the most amazing race statements I've, I've ever heard. And then this, this sign at a uh, school in Fairfax County. We've got to share that with you, all that in 63 and a half seconds. So LeeBrothers.com, LeeBrothers.com. Mojo 5 Live free.
Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you want a unique experience, a unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420 bourbonbowl.com 420bourbonbowl.com and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Go ahead. Try to cancel them with your woke culture. The Lee Brothers on mojo50.com Virginia citizens and American patriots judge you by your character, not the color of your skin. And who can disagree with that? That's the way I thought we had this thing figured out. I thought we had laws against discrimination. I thought we wanted a colorblind society. As long as you have people like The View, Sotomayor, uh, you have the people in the General Assembly attacking uh, Glenn Youngkin for a misplaced text message of congratulations, by the way. (laughs) This is insane. These people don't, they can't deal with it. I guess if you grow up thinking that everything is racist, then everything, guess what, is racist. It's just amazing. And it's, it, you can't flag these people down. You can't look. It, until it takes someone to stand up and go, just stop. Stop shaking this bottle and stirring up anger among the people of America, you media folks and you politicians, including the mayor of New York. The mayor of New York is upset. He's upset because uh, he's being criticized. Now, he's being criticized because of his policies. But not in his mind. You see, he wakes up every day and he looks in the mirror and goes, I'm a black man and I'm being criticized because I'm black. Forget the context or the policy arguments. It's because he's a black man. Here's the clip. We need to really stop distorting the news. Okay. You know, let me say this. Say it. Yes. And, you know, I'm not saying it out of hate. I'm saying it out of love. Sure you are. I, I got that. It's love. I'm a black man. That's the mayor. Oh, thanks for joining that. Yeah. But my story has been interpreted by people that don't look like me. What? what, what we got to be on, honest hang about on a second. That. Hang on a second. What, what, what does that even mean? What do you mean? There's people who don't look like you? Or they're not 6'1"? What do you? I mean, what? Oh, I'm sure since you said I'm a black man, you're referring to the color of your skin. So. Only those who have your same t- skin tone can comment on you. Otherwise, they're racist. We got to be honest about that. Yeah, sure we do. How many blacks are in the editorial boards? As it matters. 
How many blacks have determined how these stories are being written? <laughs> how many Asians? Wow, how many East Indians? How many East, South Asians? East Indians. Everybody talks about my government being diversified. What's the diversification in the newsrooms? Mm, no. So I say that to Extra all medicine. your owners of your papers, your editorials, yeah. diversify your newsroom That's so problem. I can look out and yeah. see people that look like me. Mm. It's not what we're getting. That's insane stuff. That's not what we're getting. And that's why I'm covered the way I'm covered. And I'm not comfortable with it. <laughs> you just got to laugh at that. You just got to laugh at that. I mean, it's un- unbelievable. Forget, I mean, if anyone were to, if this was a white person saying, look, I've, I've noticed that most of the people who are condemning my policies are black. I think we have a problem with skin color. I mean, we need more white people. I'm, I'm going to listen to only white people who comment on me. Not black. I, that would be, you, you should be run out of the, of the city. This New York mayor is obviously eat up with race. It is everything to him. Everything. And everything that he does wrong isn't because his policies suck or he's horrible. It's because the editorial boards and the media is white. Can you imagine saying something like this in this country? Now, contrast this to what you heard that black parent saying to the school board in North Carolina that you can find at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Compare it. Compare that black American with the New York City mayor and tell me which one is America. This mayor of New York City is about as far from America as you can get. The North Carolina parent raising his kids to be God-fearing, moral, productive, and can love the country and be anything they want it to be, that is America. These people who get all the press, like this New York City mayor, you should be laughed at. You got to be mocked and puned and, and run out of there because that's not America. You're not being criticized because of the color of your skin. You're not being criticized because the people writing articles about you are white. It's absurd. But as we've talked about for the last few minutes on the show, remember, there's always something behind it. You've got to have, you've got to have division to be successful. That is a political move. The mayor here wants to divide people and so that he can stand up there and go, I'm not the racist, everyone else is. It turns out every single time that typically they're the racists. It's, this is disgusting. And it's a shame because there are, people listen to this. There's kids listening to it. A lot of those kids go to schools, you know, public schools, like in Fairfax County. Fairfax County High School issues an apology for a sign directing students to controversial books. Yeah, there was an orange sign set on the Langley Library table on books, and the sign said, stuff some adults don't want you to read. In other words, advertising to the kids, read these books. Now, these books are loaded with heavy sexual explicit material, which is why a normal adult that's not some freak show leftist would want to protect the innocence of children and not have that book in there. I mean, are they going to see it everywhere else? Yeah, but we don't need to help them. We don't need to say, oh, by the way, here's this great book. Instead, what has happened is these books, by the way, one of the name of the books is Gender Queer. Yeah, I can't write for my, my kids to read that. Gender Queer. Yeah, why not? So the librarians, two librarians, they, they're two of them here, are responsible for this. They're the ones who did this. They're the ones who put this sign up. The sign was directed at rising eighth graders. 
The post was not about the books. Rather, it was about the message to the eighth graders to trust Fairfax County Public School bureaucrats, not your parents. That's exactly what this is about. The hate for parents. That parents objected to something, therefore they don't know anything. My intent as a librarian is to make sure your rising eighth grader gets to see this stuff. The sexual explicit gender queer crap. Oh, yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, we should have these. Everything is against the parents. Everything. You must understand this. At the end of this article, it goes on to talk about how this parent says, I have twins in the Loudoun County schools from first grade to high school, and I'm so glad they're no longer there. The idea of posting a sign like this to entice students to read controversial books clearly shows how warped and woke the library staff is at this high school, which is one of the basic best academical high schools in Virginia, and it's symbolic of the mindset of most teachers and administrators in public schools in the nation today. Unquote. It could not be more right. Trust me when I tell you this. Your public schools are loaded with fascist socialists that hate parents. They tell that to their kids behind the scenes. They conspire to undermine you in everything they do and teach. This is the public education system today. For some reason, the teachers became radicals, and now they're teaching your kids. This is just one example. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. Happily promoting the four F's, freedom, faith, free markets, and fun. Mojo Five O. Hi there, I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about MyPillsToGo.com. I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found my pills to go. That's mypills2go.com. Now it's so easy with mypills2go.com. My daughter takes three pills per day, and she uses it too. Check it out today at mypills2go.com. That's mypills, the number two, go. Dot com. My pills, the number two go.com. A dose guardian company. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Just two brothers fighting for more freedom and less regulation. And that's just at home. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. In 1941, 2.5 million babies were born in the country. 3.8% were born to unmarried women. 1950s, 5.2%. 1969, we surpassed. 1969 is when it started going. We had 10% of Americans that were born to unmarried mothers. By 2008, it surpassed 40%. That is a recipe for a disaster. Civilization itself is based on families. Good civilization is based on families. It is the foundation of a great society. But for some reason, our government has perpetuated this. 
Why do you think governments want fatherless families? It's obvious. They want you addicted to government. Government has become the new father. And it gets bigger and takes more control over people's lives. Apparently, our welfare system has concluded that over 46% of the nation is using Medicare to pay for births. Wow, that's outrageous. Should we be concerned by this? I would say so. If America continues on a long-term trend in which 40% or more of the babies born each year are born to unmarried mothers, and even more than that are born on Medicaid, it is really hard to see how our country will prosper. Does anyone else have this fear? This is a big deal. And if we don't get our country to honor fathers again, it's going to be a disaster. You want to avoid poverty? It's very simple. Graduate from high school, get married, and have kids in that order, and you will not be poor. All right, coming up. 2,100 bills in the General Assembly. None of them expanded freedom. We'll get to discuss that. And the mass mandate is over. I'm so excited to share with you. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. You have tuned in to the Lee Brothers radio program. Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee Brothers. So Remington Guns Insurance Company settled $73 million. Repercussions could be big. West Villa Van Cleve coming up this hour. 2,100 bills out of the General Assembly. Did he even expand freedom? Ah, we'll look at it. That's coming up, and uh, mask mandate is over. Yet students protest. They like the mandate. That is coming up. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots, the only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. We are the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. Richard Lee is my co-host. He's my friend and my brother, not here, not feeling well. He, um, gosh, he, you know, this morning I hear from him. He's all excited, calls me a few minutes later. He's like, look, I'm not well. I've got some heart issues. May need to go to the emergency room. I've not heard anything yet, so... Continue to pray for Richard, as I know so many of you do and have been doing uh, for so long. So thank you for that. You can send him an email, Richard at theleebrothers.com. I know he'd love to hear from you. Richard at theleebrothers.com. He'd appreciate that. Uh, coming up in the show, I'm going to try to get Philip Van Cleve on. He's the president of Virginia Citizens Defense League. We got to talk about this. This whole Remington uh, gun thing, how, what kind of impact is that going to have on on us in America and the Second Amendment. It's actually a, a back run around it. Imagine if insurance companies start to just drop all the gun manufacturers and you. Well, you bought a gun last week, Scott. I can't, can't insure you. This is very serious. So hopefully Philip will help us with that. But coming out the bottom of the hour, though, I'm going to try to get to these 2,100 bills. There's one that has a dog owner background check. Could this be real? 
I'm going to think sometimes there's parodies. I think sometimes they throw these things into the middle of an article somehow just to see if anyone's listening or reading it. Because <laughs> that, that seems outrageous. Uh, by the way, it's a Republican who produced that one. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that coming up. But first, I'm, uh, I was reminded this week, I, I went skiing uh, at Wintergreen, Virginia with my daughter, Reagan, on uh, middle of the week. No one there. It's beautiful. I mean, talk about skiing. Uh, we skied that in every uh, ounce of the terrain of that mountain, which was in a very big mountain. It's, it's, it's like one run out west, but it's separated among like six or eight little runs. And, and it was fine. It was great. And, uh, you know, just growing up skiing and being a part of that, it was great to see my daughter and, and work with her. And it was fun. On the way back, driving through Charlottesville, this is, here's the connection, by the way, in case you're wondering. Uh, there's a sign on the road. It says, left lane closed ahead. So I'm thinking, oh, gosh, what are they doing? What are they working on? So I start to see in the, in the way up there, all brake lights, brake lights, brake lights, brake lights. I'm like, this is going to slow down. We have a big backup, all the rest of it. People are getting over in the right lane. I'm like, what, why, why are you getting over in the right lane? There's, not, there's nothing even there yet. I don't even see anything. So I'm in the left lane. A lot of people are still in the left lane, which is good. But we're passing all these cars on the right lane. Do you know that that sign had to be a test? The left lane was never closed. People backed up, got in the right lane, braked, caused delays, and there was nothing in the road. Nothing. There wasn't a cone. There wasn't a truck. There wasn't anything. There was a sign that said left lane closed. And everyone tried to get over and cause backup in the right lane. And there was nothing there. Now, I don't know what your policy is on when there's really left lane closed and everyone tries to get in the right lane. I don't know when you get over, but there's a reason why the left lane isn't closed and you should be in it. Unless the left lane is closed, you shouldn't be in it. So you don't get over until the lane closes. I just never understood this. Why do we want the right lane backed up 10 miles and the left lane wide open? Why don't we have everybody in both lanes and then zipper at the end? It's the way it's supposed to be. Otherwise, these brilliant transportation people in Virginia would have blocked the lane 10 rows back, but instead we don't do that. Everyone is sheep to the slaughter. You see a sign, I'm going to do it. I said it's a mask. I'm going to put it on no matter what. But there's no risk. I don't care. But there's no I don't. It doesn't matter. But there's no car in the left. It doesn't matter. I said get over. But you did. But it, that's exactly what we're dealing with. Now, some people are saying, all right, get over right away, Scott. Aren't you supposed to? Well, in this case, there was nothing there. So, Tim uh, Yunkin, Glenn Yunkin, has signed a new bill into law here in Virginia. In case you don't know this, uh, he had already said an executive order to fight Ralph Northam's executive order. Ralph Northam's executive order was mask everybody at the ages of two and above. We're going to suffocate your kids even though their stats are always on the side of children. So Yunkin goes, I got an executive order for you. I'm just going to reverse that executive order. And I mean, you would have thought the world was coming to an end. You can't, ex- you can't use an executive order. The, county, the counties have autonomy. They have a right to do what they want. And depend on, no, they don't, because you were all for it with, with Northam. Now you're upset that Yunkin simply said you have freedom to choose, and you don't like it. So the General Assembly stepped in and said, we've got to fix this right away. So the General Assembly passed in the Senate and the House a bill 
that that will no longer mandate masks. You cannot long you cannot mandate a mask on a kid anymore. You can't force a kid to wear a mask. You can allow the kid to wear a mask, but you cannot force them to. The governor has signed it. So essentially right now in Virginia, well, it's actually March 1st, but people are already getting on board tremendously and saying, okay, you're right. Gosh, executive order didn't like it, but now we got a law. We got to go by. So now, thank God, the kids are free. The kids are free. The teachers, on the other hand, pure panic. We've got one by the name of Murphy down in Virginia Beach has decided to step down following the school board's vote to make masks optional in school and to follow Glenn Youngkin's signing of the new law. When one of the presidents of the Virginia Beach Education Association, which is never on the side of parents or kids, said this, quote, when you ask why are teachers leaving, the cons have finally outweighed the pros, so teachers are struggling. Then you just look at it. I don't say the course or do I leave, unquote. It's too difficult. All these teachers, they're such at risk from these kids without masks, although the teacher's wearing one, and the teacher could wear two for that matter if they're really concerned. But these kids should be masked. They're a threat to me, and I can't work there. What a bunch of panty-waist liberals. Oh, no, it's about the kids, Scott. Uh-huh. Sure it is. Finally, the cons outweighed the pros. The pro was I have a huge pension and works nine months out of the year. The con is i got to be around kids without masks. It's, it's preposterous. The media is freaking out over this, too. Here's the media freak out. What's happening here, Dr. Jaw, is a lot of people are still emotionally, they're Emotion. fearful. Right? Emotion, they, yeah. they hear about removing these restrictions and their body says, whoa, 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 we remember how bad this yeah. was. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you say to people who believe in the science, like you, think you're an authority, but are like, I'm just uncomfortable, something triggers me. Some trigger. people say that once trigger. you do away with the mask mandate, people are going to just say, well, those are gone forever. I and so. as you report a lot, these things come and go. They go, there could be another surge coming. Do you think it would be tough to say, okay, guys, now we're going back yes. to masks all over again. There are some places where I think I might wear a mask forever now, such as the yeah. subway. Yeah. yeah. Right. I was on a crowded subway the other day. Yeah. I was happy to have my mask right. on. Good. What if I'm wearing it and nobody yeah. else is? Oh! Is it still providing any protection? There you have it, isn't it? That's it. That's the question. What if I'm only one wearing? What if I'm just... By the way, have you seen the stats on, some of the, on, on COVID? Do you know what the stats are from the CDC? I, I don't know it was the last time we went through this. Uh, on this show, uh, but here, here are the stats. The CDC says if you're zero to 19 years of age, the survival rate for COVID, 99.99997. If you're 20 to 49 years, the survival rate is 99.9998, which is very interesting. From 50 to 69, the survival rate for COVID, 99.995%. Here's the stat that everyone's concerned about. 70 plus. The survival rate for COVID off the CDC website is 99.946%. There is such thing as an irrational fear. And Savannah Guthrie is irrational. She has an irrational fear. Now, that's fine if she wants to be irrational. The problem is she's trying to impose her irrationality on normal breathing people who like the, the breathing of fresh air instead of their own air. Which, by the way, I heard today, was it today or yesterday, that an eye doctor was somewhere on the news saying that the masks have caused great eye irritation and styes and uh, all these other things because the, the, the masks have caused this to go right into their eyes. Very interesting. 
Oh, we shouldn't worry about that, though, Scott. 99.94% survival rate for 70 or older. Unbelievable. So the media is still scared out of their mind. So is Joy Behar on The View. And now students on university campuses are protesting. No, they're not protesting because they want more freedom. They want more government mandates. That, in just a few seconds. The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. Mojo Five O, Live Free. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you want a unique experience, a unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420 bourbonbowl.com 420bourbonbowl.com and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Go ahead. Try to cancel them with your woke culture. The Lee Brothers on mojo50.com I'm fearful. Irrational fear will drive you to do crazy things. And that's what we're living with now. Of course, the media and politicians have stoked us to the point where you have to, uh, you have to be fearful because then you lean on government. I mean, think about that. That's exactly what's happening here. If you can convince these people that it is very, very dangerous, then you will be for more government and Fusing their kind of pain and suffering on people. You are being selfish. <laughs> See? Then you can call people selfish. Thank you, Ralph Northam. Gosh, I'm so glad he's nowhere near the government. What is he doing now, by the way? Anyone know? No one cares either? Okay. Right. Well, I was just curious. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm only curious. I don't care. I was just curious. And you could be curious and not care at the same time. My curiosity level is very, very low on what he's doing. But we've scared college students beyond out of their minds. In Nevada, this is an interesting little thing here. This is uh, the University of Nevada, Reno. Students uh, have marched. And the left is so good at marching. They marched in defiance of the mask unmandate. They're marching in defiance of a government saying, you can wear a mask if you want, and you cannot. Listen to this. And we are here today to organize a protest um, to reinstate the mask mandate. <laughs> I love that. We want government to reinstate it now. Reinstate it. I'm not comfortable with my mask only. I must have two or three. At least they must have one. Um, this started on Thursday after Governor Sisolak dropped the mask mandate statewide um, and shortly after uh, President Sandoval dropped the mask mandate for UNR. We are out here to make our voices heard um, and to try and show UNR and NG in general that we care about reinstating the mask mandate. I feel honestly incredibly unsafe. Um, okay, there you go. I feel honestly incredibly unsafe. Now, why do the people who aren't wearing masks 
feel incredibly unsafe. They're not even wearing a mask. Why are, what would make, what's the difference between this woman who's in a mask saying she feels incredibly unsafe and then you've got a student running around who doesn't, are they stupid? Are they dumb? Do that? No, this could kill you. Why are people not wearing masks then? They have a choice. The government's not saying you can't wear a mask. The government is giving people freedom to choose, yet these stupid serfs and peasants aren't listening. This elite college student has figured it out. I'm smart. They're dumb. I'm radically fearful, she says. Unsafe. Um, you know, we wear masks to protect ourselves and also to protect others. Um, there's very good statistics that show that if you have an active COVID case and you are wearing a mask, you are protecting it spreading to other people. Really? I, I'm not aware of that. Anyone aware of those stats? Where is the stat? Maybe she had a look at MSN.com where it says, do masks actually work? The best studies suggest they don't. Or... She could look at Anthony Fauci, who on February 5th, 2020, sent an email saying the typical mask you buy in the drugstore is not really effective in keeping out the virus. It goes right through the material. So, I wonder what she's talking about. Hmm. There are all these people now on campus who are not wearing masks who could possibly be um, spreading COVID. And that is, you know, additionally confounded by the fact that we took away our vaccination requirement. So there's no, I have no idea of knowing how many of my students, how many of my peers, how many people walking past me um, are unvaccinated and spreading COVID at a much higher rate, putting me and again, all of my community at risk. So it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting that's the viewpoint. Does this person go anywhere? Does this person only live on a college campus? I mean, if she goes outside the college campus to, say, a Walmart, how does she survive? I'm sure there are people in Walmart without masks. Does she even go in there? How about a movie? Th- oh, here's the best. How about a restaurant? Does this person never even go to a restaurant? This is pure irrationality because you don't live just on campus in school. You pass people every day. What you want is some kind of massive, unbelievable control government that's large enough to force people down on the ground and mask them no matter where they are to your standards. You don't see anything wrong with that? You don't think people have the ability to make their own decision based upon that? I guess not. Here is uh, a professor, I believe, which is interesting. Flabbergasted that that suddenly. Oh, hang on a second. Flabbergasted. Flabbergasted that that suddenly, apparently, based on political considerations, we just removed the mask mandate with no warning. With no warning. Without a warning, would it made you feel better if there was a warning? All right, in three days, masks going away. Three days. Can you handle it? I. It's a warning. In three days, I'm, what do you mean in a, without a warning? We didn't change anything with you. It doesn't even matter. In fact, you probably knew it was coming. But without this warning then, what would you have done differently? Just insane. If you would have got a personal warning from the governor, eh, we're going to get rid of the mask mandate, what would you have done differently? Anything? Nah, of course not. It's all poppycock crap. Remove the mask mandate with no warning. See, here I have my mask on. I'm, uh, I will be wearing my mask as long as there's community spread. Wait, as long as there's community spread, you're going to wear a mask. Wow. Uh, Does he know how viruses work? There's, I mean, community spread. That's how they spread. That's what they do. What do you mean? You want the virus to stop doing what it does and then you won't wear a mask? Sir, you're going to be in a mask the rest of your life, which is exactly why I'm against this mask mandate. It will never go away, according to these people. It's self-proclaimed right here. This guy's absolutely sure 
until it stops the spread, I'm not taking the mask off. Dude, sleep in the freaking thing. I don't care. The difference is you're trying to tell me to wear one when I don't buy into all that garbage. ...of harassment of students who are either wearing masks or advocating for masks. Okay, so that's not true. He says there's people being harassed for wearing masks. It's the other way. Trust me. It's the other way around. Nobody who, do, who wants freedom to make a choice and likes the fact that mandates are being removed are walking around mocking someone's choice. That's not happening. The free choice in masking or unmasking people are not mocking those wearing them. They may laugh behind the scenes, but they're not giving them, they're not doing that. It's the other way around. Trust me, I've seen it. I've got a daughter going to public school and she's the one being mocked and impugned by teachers, by adults, by kids. The left are the ones doing this. Don't tell me you're, you're seeing people getting mocked. By who? You, are you, the entire education system is for the mask. These people aren't being mocked. It's a lie. Community spread. We've heard reports of harassment of students who are either wearing masks or advocating for masks, and it particularly impacts students of color and LGBTQ Oh, students of color and LGBT are being harassed more. Oh, I see. It's all about the mask actually impacts the lesbian and gay community more than the and blacks, by the way, for some reason. I don't know. I don't know how the mask becomes such an issue now for the color of skin and your sexual prep. I mean, are, is this guy serious? Oh, I, he, he, this is <laughs> left hand said everywhere. Now masks are a racist. Max, masks are now attack on the LGBTQ community. Wow. It's unconscionable. All right, so, hey, quick break here in 60 seconds. We'll see if we can get to what Joy Behar said about the mask. That is next. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. High capacity, fully automatic, large caliber, freedom. Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you want a unique experience, a unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420 bourbonbowl.com 420bourbonbowl.com and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Scott and Richard Lee using the men's room their entire lives. The Lee Brothers on mojo50.com Mm-hmm. Not that hard, really. Men's room your entire life? So... We already played a lot of The View last hour. It was painful, suffering, wailing, gnashing of teeth. But um, it, when Joy Behar speaks, it's just too fun. So I wanted to and have a, lighten it up a little bit. Mass things are sometimes sensitive. People get their feelings hurt a little bit. So it's fun to see or hear what Joy Behar is thinking uh, in regards to the mask and what little voices she's listening to. 
Personally, I listen to the little voice in my head mm -hmm. that doesn't really follow 100% what they tell me because mm -hmm. they keep changing it. Yep. Right. So, like, very short time ago, they were saying, put the N95 masks right. on, and, make, and now they make sure it's a, And now they're saying you don't have to wear them anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I, if I go on the subway, mm -hmm. if I go in a bus, if I go into the theater, if I go into, um, where else would I go? A crowded spot. <laughs> a crowded yeah. place. Okay. I would wear a mask. And I might do that indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Because why do I need a flu or a cold even? Right. That's and true. so I'm listening to myself right now. I sort of, li I mean, I don't think it's 100% safe yet. Of course you don't. By the way, I'm 100% in favor of Joy Behar wearing a mask. 100%. I think she had to wear it the rest of her life. And not just over her nose and mouth, quite frankly. I mean, the bigger the mask, the better. She should never take it off, including on the set of The View. And if she wants to do that, I'm perfectly fine for it. In fact, if I could get enough politicians, I think we should mandate that Joy Behart never, ever takes off her mask. I mean, this isn't what she wants, right? She can't. She's in fear. She just said, I don't think it's time yet. It will never be time. I love when people say that. I don't think it's time yet. Well, of course you don't think it's time yet. It's because it never will be time. You just said, I'm going to wear it probably forever on subways. And where do I go other places? Oh, yeah, crowded places, those places. Because I don't want viruses. Do, do these people not realize that the viruses are going right through the mask and doesn't make any difference? Do they not, do they not realize that? I mean, if, if you think it matters some, great, wear it. The problem is you're not trying to keep just you wearing it. You're upset that there's someone walking around with freedom not to do it. It bothers you greatly. Okay, that's it for The View. Don't ever watch it again. Uh, don't even pay attention to it. We might have someone send us a clip from time to time. We'll use it. But other than that, we'll try to avoid it at all costs. A bill of rights for the cats and dogs in California. No, seriously, lawmakers are considering a bill of rights for cats. While they ignore the bill of rights of the United States of America for their citizens, the cats and dogs need one. And you can imagine what it would be. Of course, one of the first questions that I always ask when you talk about rights for animals, bill of rights, is, do they, do they practice these things amongst themselves? Do dogs have rights with other dogs? I mean, what if one dog attacks the other? Can you go get it and, and, and say, it's a, bill of, it's a bill of rights. These dogs have rights. You don't know that? It's a list of only seven, though. They don't do the ten. Why not? You don't think dogs and cats deserve more bill of rights than seven? How incredibly mean of them. Of course, this is California. Expect more cruelty can also not be taking a dog out and walking him or socializing they're actually saying if you neglect your dog you can be fined <laughs> that is just california or is it now we have a bill in general assembly saying it is uh gotta have a background check to buy a dog that's next leebrothers.com leebrothers.com <laughs> Powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo50. Mojo50.com. We built this city on dogs and cats. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city on liberty.
just after the bottom of the hour, outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend of my brother sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. He is sick. He's out today. He's uh, all prepared to be here. And his heart had an issue. That's pretty serious business. So he is uh, taking care of that. And we trust that you will pray for him as we covet those prayers for Richard Lee. You can send him an email, Richard at theleebrothers.com, Richard at theleebrothers.com. He'll be here next week. An amazing human being. And I can't wait to see him soon. Uh, check us out, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. There you'll find the uh, amazing speech from the school board member in North Carolina. The guy is uh, spectacular. Actually, I think he's running for Congress, or maybe he's running for a state Senate uh, seat there. Uh, either way, he should be, and you'll see why at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com, and these dead birds. That video is so strange. Hundreds of birds in midair just hit the ground and die. They just fall out of the air. Nobody can tell you why. That video is at LeeBrothers.com, LeeBrothers.com. And, of course, a great Prager U video that talks about the unholy alliance between big business and big government and what it means for your freedom. Short four-minute video. You'll love it. Share it with everyone. The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. Governments in session typically don't expand freedom. The ones not in session are my favorite. You know, not there. I'm making laws, not doing things. You know, we have General Assembly is in session. We have 2,100 bills that have passed either the House or Senate. 2,100 bills filed by 140 lawmakers. That's a lot. That's a tremendous amount of bills. 775 of the bills were in the Senate. 1,364 were in the House. That's a lot of bills. It's do you think if we went through a general assembly session and didn't do anything that your life would be worse or better? Which one do you think it'd be? See, I tend to think it'd be better. I don't have a lot of confidence it'd be, it would, I mean, it'd be worse. I don't have a lot of confidence it'd be better. I mean, try to tell me what these 2,100 bills are. I got a list of them here in my hand. I go through them and look, look at them. Hor- some are generic stuff like, uh, you know, the ramps for wildlife can be, uh, uh, wildlife people can, can find you at a ramp or something. It's ridiculous. Um, there's uh, a bill from Raul Zul, who's a Democrat, would require schools to provide instruction on gambling addictive potential in schools. Now we're going to spend time talking about gambling addictions. Uh, well, there's other addictions. Should we talk about that too? Uh, see, just stuff like that. And, and you know, you got, you got this bill from... Um, Bill Stanley, who said prohibits a dealer or commercial dog breeder from importing the sale, selling, or offering to sell a dog by a person who's received certain citations uh, from the Federal Animal Welfare Act. Okay, so it's like a background check to sell a dog or cat. Okay, well, there's other ones in here. There's other bill that requires a breed that uh, entities that breed dogs or cats for sale to transfer an animal testing facility to keep records. Okay. There's another one that's requiring a breed of dogs and cats for sale to transfer an animal testing facility that no longer has a need for a dog or cat in its possession to offer the animal for adoption. Okay. There's another bill that clarifies that dogs and cats used for breeding are considered companion animals for the purpose of animal cruelty statues. Wow. And that's just four. I, mean, I think there's another four that deal with animals. There's a lot 
of bills in the General Assembly. I mean, it's amazing what, I, I don't know what bills start with replace, re, re, uh, reestablish, or remove. How about that? How about removing? Removing would be a good one. I'd love to see a bill that starts with remove. There were some who didn't pass, by the way. There's one delegate wanted legislation to allow school districts to display In God We Trust on buses. Can't have that. I'm glad that one failed, and the dog one made it. So a good thing the dogs made it, but In God We Trust on schools doesn't get it. Okay, that's fine. Not all things that happen in the General Assembly are bad. There were two that pretty specifically were good for the cause of life. Um, the governments have one duty to protect life. In fact, we found out in the Declaration of Independence that the, uh, the governments were instituted among men to protect the rights the Creator gave them. Of course, the first one is life. Seems simple. Government ought to be a protector of life, not a taking of it. So there are two bills that passed the General Assembly, or at least passed the House, that have some sort of constraints on abortion. Constraints is a loose term, because it really doesn't. On a party line vote, again, party line, Democrats typically want abortions and more of them. Republicans typically want less abortions. So the idea that used to exist in our country that we wanted safe and rare abortions is now all we want is safe ones. Why would we want rare abortions? Why not have as many as we can? There's nothing wrong with it. If there's nothing wrong with it, let's just have as many as we can. And it's interesting how that falls along party lines. Why, why are there no Democrats who say, gosh, there ought to be some limit? Democrats are fine with limits on everything else that's even listed by the Bill of Rights, but you can't have any restrictions on abortion? Here are the two that passed. One would require a woman to sign a form confirming informed consent before abortion is performed. The other one would require that, listen to this, the other one requires that physicians provide medical care to infants born alive as a result of a botched abortion. Interesting that we'd need that. Is there a doctor out there who's thinking, nah, I don't think so. Uh, baby's alive. It's moving on the table. It's crying. Eh, I'm just going to let it die. Well, let me ask the mother real quick. Uh, you want that baby dead or alive? I mean, it's, it's alive right now. I mean, what do you want to do? It was alive before, too, by the way. But, you know, we didn't kill it on the way out. It survived a botched abortion. So we didn't kill it. It's actually here. By the way, this is stuff that happens. Ralph Northam confirmed this, that it does, in fact, happen. So we need a bill that requires physicians to provide medical care to infants born alive as a botched abortion. It's un. What, what is, what's so evil in the hearts of mankind that that bill passed on party-line votes? There's somebody who is alive, thanks to the mother giving birth to them, and we didn't abort them, that thinks it's okay to let a baby on a botched abortion on a table just to die? Voted against the bill. One of them was delegate... Uh, Herring, who's a Democrat from Alexandria, in case you need to know, it's a black woman. I don't, doesn't care, but today's culture, we got to know. Herring said the people who seek abortions due to medical issues involving the fetus would lose desired time to hold the infant in exchange for fruitless attempts to save its life. I love that terminology, fruitless attempts to save a life. It's amazing what you can come up with your mind if you're presupposed that a woman wants to kill her baby, she should be allowed to. 
Nick Freitas, who has uh, been on this show, an amazing delegate, stood up in the House floor and made the case for a strange thing. He made the case for life. But this bill, Mr. Speaker, says that after the child is born as a result of a failed abortion attempt, so the abortion failed, it didn't work, the child was born anyways, we expect the doctor to take reasonable measures in order to try to save the child's life. But we are certainly telling a medical professional that we do expect them to intervene at that point because they do have a patient. It's called the child. No. Mr. Speaker, the only conversation that should be ensuing in that moment when the child manages to survive an attempted abortion on him is for the doctor to intervene and provide care. And I don't think that's too much to ask. Ah, might be. So if we can't agree on this, if we can't agree, again, take out all the other arguments, not a clump of cells. I mean, I don't agree with that argument at conception, but okay, fine. After the child is born, even then, we're not going to insist that a doctor intervene in order to provide a reasonable level of care or get them to a medical facility where they can receive that sort of care? Wow. Mr. Speaker, the vote we're about to take will tell us the true status of where this debate lies in the Commonwealth. Well, it actually told us the true status of where hearts lay in Virginia. The General Assembly barely passed that bill. In fact, the House barely passed it. We'll see where it ends up in the Senate, which it probably won't go through. Too many people would love to see dead babies. It's it's the most unbelievable argument. Delegate Freitas said it. We can't agree on this. If we can't agree on life, what can we agree on? I mean, we, let's start somewhere. Are you telling me on this abortion conversation we can't even agree on this? Isn't If you could fog a mirror, you should be able to agree with this. Democrats vote no. You're right, Delegate Freitas. It says a lot about our culture. It says a lot about who we are as human beings. How do you as a politician put your head on a pillow at night and say, I voted that the infant alive during a botched abortion can be just laid there to die? How do you sleep at night? TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. Mojo Five O, Live free. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you want a unique experience, a unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420 bourbonbowl.com 420bourbonbowl.com and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Go ahead.
Try to cancel them with your woke culture. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. So let me get this straight. California has a Bill of Rights for dogs and cats while they attack the Bill of Rights for humans. <laughs> These people are unconscionable. I mean, they really are. The Bill of Rights, uh, thank God for uh, Patrick Henry, who argued uh, against Madison, by the way. And Madison was, for, Madison was concerned that codifying rights would limit rights. And Patrick Henry said, you gave us this, uh, this huge government. You better codify them. <laughs> exactly. Thank God he did. Um, but it's under attack. Oh, if you're a dog and cat, apparently you've got fans. But if you're, somebody wants to defend yourself, then you have enemies. And one of those enemies uh, is obviously against the Second Amendment. Something big happened this week with the um, Sandy Hook victims. So they reached a $73 million settlement this week on a lawsuit against Remington Arms. And uh, it has massive repercussions because it wasn't necessarily the Remington Arms that, that, uh, that, that gave in. It was the insurance company. Now it means what? What does it mean for the insurance companies? Here, here's one of Sandy Hook's parents talking about the significance of this. And this is, this is a horrible, I can't imagine being a parent in this situation. It's just devastating. My heart breaks for these families. But it, it now sounds like they're using it to try to make up. Here it is. Here's one of the parents. Today marks an inflection point. When our duty of care to our children as a society finally supersedes the bottom line of an industry that made such an atrocity as Sandy Hook possible to begin with. Today is a day of accountability for an industry that has thus far enjoyed operating with immunity and impunity. And for this, I am grateful. An inanimate object. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. This same woman would be upset with the Charlottesville manufacturer of the car that drove the car. Of course not. This is a difficult situation for these families to understand it, but she is, she's wrong about this. Helping me figure it out and what this really means for us, uh, uh, Second Amendment uh, people, for even defending ourselves, is uh, Philip Van Cleve. He is the president of the Virginia Citizens Defense League. Hey, Philip. Hey, how you doing? Hey, good. I, I, you know, when I was thinking about this this week, I, you know, obviously wanted to have you on because you're going to speak much more eloquently about this and what it really means than me. But, you know, I, I think, Philip, this is a, this is a hidden blow that I don't even think those who see it understand how this is going to impact us in the future. Yeah. And of course it's, uh, you know, again, while, while one's heart goes out for people that lost their children, um, them striking out this way makes no sense. And I don't feel um, supportive in what they're doing here. Um, as, you, as you point out, the, uh, we don't do this for car manufacturers. And if cars suddenly became extremely hard to get and the price is quadrupled because of people doing stuff like suing car manufacturers when they should be suing the drug driver, um, people wouldn't want to tolerate that. But it's always okay if it's guns, you know. It's uh, it's just it's this crazy uh, mentality. 
And um, yes, the Remington, it's not like Remington chose to say, well, we did something wrong. They, they, you know, they sold a gun. How do they know what somebody's going to do with it? They don't. That's ridiculous to, to imply they do. But it's the insurance companies, as you said. Uh, it's purely a financial thing. But I think that's going to, it's, it's setting a precedent and um, it could do a lot of damage to the industry if, if this becomes a precedent. Well, let's let's walk through some of that a little bit. Uh, first of all, if I gave my neighbor a chainsaw and he used that chainsaw to hurt somebody, I am I liable? I mean, I don't understand. I mean, it, 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 of course I'm not. You know, he used the chainsaw. Not unless you knew he was going to do that. Oh, of course. Remington sells thousands and thousands and thousands of guns. They have, they don't know anybody they're selling the guns to personally or what they're going to do with them. Well, and they then, simply produce a product that people want. And, and then the other side of this, the, the, the kid that did this didn't go buy the gun based on kind of any ad or any. He actually stole the gun. So uh, it, it, it doesn't fit. Yeah. It doesn't even fit. Oh, oh, absolutely not. Yeah, his mother bought it legally. And her, his mother committed no crime. Uh, but, yeah, he murdered her and stole her gun. That's right. How How is Remington in any way, shape, or form supposed to know that was going to happen? Yeah, here, here's my fear with this, and tell me if it's misplaced. The insurance company settled. Insurance company settled. It cost the insurance company. So I see the ramifications of this, this rippling across insurance companies who say, I don't want to insure firearm manufacturers. Yes. And, and, no, no. That's and then, very good. And then the next thing, not insuring you. If you bought a gun I, or own a gun, th- this is – this is the, a run around the Second Amendment. And by the way, it's not a legal precedent at Supreme Court or anywhere else. This is, this is exactly what could happen. You could have your Second Amendment rights completely removed based upon your ability to even function in society. You, you, have, to, you have to understand that there are people who are hell-bent on making you a little compliant creature that, that has no means of self-defense, even though every animal on Earth has a means of doing it. They want to take away your ability to do it. Um, and uh, they're hell-bent on it. And so they're looking for any way to get around our, our rights, to, our protected rights constitutionally. So ways you could do that is you could make guns too expensive to purchase. You could put in all right. kinds of requirements that people couldn't do. You can make gun manufacturers go out of business. Uh, well, geez, you got a Second Amendment. Well, it's too bad you can't find anybody making guns. You know, uh, it, it just—it's it, a very real attack. Clearly, uh, this lawsuit was completely misplaced. Um, but uh, but it's all. And I, but I, you know, the gun control organizations were pushing all this sure, because no, they're no looking for it. any way to stop it. No doubt yeah. about it. I, and I'm I'm curious, and this is why I want people to, to check you guys out, vcdl.org, because as things start to happen here and the wheels begin to turn, you'll see the insurance companies reacting. You're going to be the first to let us know through alerts. So if you want to know what's going to happen, yeah. vcdl.org, sign up for their alerts. And I'm actually looking at one now, and your alert is about the General Assembly. Has this been a, yes. a, a good pro-gun General Assembly at crossover here as the House sends theirs to Senate and the Senate sends theirs to the House? Well, the House uh, has done a pretty good job. Um, there are some bills that died over there that I don't think should have died over there, but a bunch of good stuff did come out. Um, the Senate, not so much. Keep in mind, the Senate is still controlled by one vote, uh, by gun controllers, one vote, but that one vote is all they need to to be able to uh, 
uh, you know, kill gun rights bills and, and try to push through gun control bills. Now, there have been very few gun control bills that come out of the Senate, and uh, all of them are dead except for two, uh, which are probably going to be on life support once they hit the House. Um, but uh, that we did get some good bills from the Senate, from the House to the Senate. Now the big fight is to try to get those bills as best we can through the Senate. Where is the repeal of the red flag law? Where are we on that? That cleared the House uh, and is now going to be heard in the Senate coming up sometime probably in a week or two. It could be next week. Um, quite likely it could be next week, so, but don't know for sure yet. So only as uh, only like you can, Philip, explain the red ta- explain the red flag law. Well, red flag law is really uh, a ruse to be able to take away people's guns without that going through that messy uh, thing where people uh, get to uh, you know have a voice in court. <laughs> right. Yeah, the due process so messy, you know. Gee, so we don't want to do this due process, so we're just going to take away people's guns uh, and then give them a couple weeks without them, and then finally let them go in front of the judge and uh, get to to do their side to show that they whatever they're accused of isn't true. Um, it gets them, let's say it really is a person in crisis. You've got somebody that's going through a mental health crisis. Could be anything. Whatever it is that happened in their life. They really are despondent and all that, or they've become dangerous in some way or form. The red flag laws don't do anything for that person. They just leave him alone and take his gun. They don't try to get him any psychological help, any other type of help. Now, we already have laws on the books and have had for years that do get the person help, and they don't take away their guns or rights until it's clear that they need the help. That's right. I mean, somebody, for example, with a low blood sugar, being a diabetic with low blood sugar, if it was low enough, so somebody could be confused and think that they're they're drunk or they're on drugs. They're not. They're just not getting enough sugar to keep their brain running properly. And so if they were then taken to a hospital, um, they would find out quickly, no, no, it's not a mental thing. He just, as soon as we gave him some sugar, he's back to normal. Well, um yeah. that's treatment. The other one, they would just take your guns away and let you, I guess, die on the wrong. side of the road. Uh, it's just wrong. <laughs> it's like, do we have red flag it laws? It is. It's just really yeah. wrong. Do we have red flag laws for the First Amendment? I'm, but I'm, I say that tongue-in-cheek. It's probably coming. Hey, I mean, if, yeah, I know. If, if, we, if we know Don't that give some, them ideas for crying out loud. <laughs> if somebody knew they were going to say something bad, uh, misinformation, you need a red flag law on that. Philip, as always, a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much for the update, and uh, we'll, be, we'll stay in tune with you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Scott. You bet. That's Philip Van Cleve. He's the president of the Virginia Citizens Defense League and a truly great American is exactly what Richard would say if he were here. Check them out at vcdl.org. Wrap up the show in 60 seconds. LeeBrothers.com, LeeBrothers.com. Happily promoting the four Fs, freedom, faith, free markets, and fun. Mojo Five O. Hi there. I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about MyPillsToGo.com. I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found my pills to go. That's mypills2go.com. Now it's so easy with mypills2go.com. My daughter takes three pills per day, and she uses it too. Check it out today at mypills2go.com. That's mypills2go.com. 
Com. My pills, the number two go.com. A dose guardian company. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Just two brothers fighting for more freedom and less regulation. And that's just at home. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. And that is a wrap of the radio program. And if Richard's here, he'd say what kind of wrap it is. I'm sure he's enjoying a nice, tasty one as we are uh, wrapping up the show here. It's President's Day weekend. Kind of a big day. It was originally Washington's birthday. It was changed to President's Day to honor Abe Lincoln, and for good reason. Both changed the course of American history and were excellent communicators. Washington, much more reserved, stirred emotions, and appealed to patriotism, while Lincoln weaved stories into every situation. They were both men who loved the country and are willing to defend it. So this President's Day, take a moment, look them both up. I think you'll find it impressive men as they were for a divine purpose, as Washington spoke so much about. Uh, We would like to wrap this up like we always do, what we learned today, but uh, we're flat out of time to do that. So, hey, check us out at theleebrothers.com, leebrothers.com. And if you want an honorary Lee Brother bumper sticker with the Mojo 5.0 tag, send us an email at patriots at theleebrothers.com, patriots at theleebrothers.com. Join us here next week as we change the hearts and minds for the cause of freedom and liberty. Thanks for listening. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. This is the Lee Brothers Radio Program.